It's Friday, September 1st. I'm Trayvall Anderson. And I'm Priyanka Arabindi, and this is What A Day, where at least one of us already has a ticket for Taylor's Eras Tour when it comes to movie theaters. And another host is saving their money for when Beyonce does it. Yeah, you can make your guess about who is who in that situation. <laughs> but let me just say, like, these tickets, they're movie prices. So I can't bring for both. <laughs> On today's show, Clarence Thomas has formally disclosed what we already knew. His billionaire friend, Harlan Crow paid for some of his vacations. Plus, in Texas, several new laws go into effect today, including one that restricts trans health care. But first, yet another update on white men who were never taught how to lose gracefully. Two more leaders of the Proud Boys were sentenced yesterday for their roles in the January 6th insurrection. Convicted of several charges, including the likes of seditious conspiracy, and the destruction of government property. Joe Biggs was sentenced to 17 years in prison, while Zachary Rio was sentenced to 15 years. Now, I know we're supposed to be prison abolitionists and whatnot, so we're not supposed to applaud this form of accountability. But as the 11th commandment states, if thou fucketh around, thou shalt findeth out. Yeah, I believe that is a direct quote, actually. (laughs) So tell us. How do these sentences compare with the others that have been handed down to insurrectionists so far? Yeah, so Biggs's 17-year sentence is currently the second longest prison sentence that's come down. The longest being Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes, who got 18 years. Interestingly enough, though, the prosecution wanted almost double the 17 years, 33 to be exact, because they argued that Biggs and his co-defendants, quote, intentionally positioned themselves at the vanguard of political violence in this country. But District Judge Timothy Kelly opted for the lower yet still significant sentence, saying that he did not want to, quote, minimize the violence that did occur, but that he had to also be conscious of the other sentences that were given to the other domestic terrorists as to not create large or unwarranted disparities. Got it. Okay. And speaking of white men who were never taught how to lose gracefully, I've also got a quick update on a couple of Donald Trump's legal woes. First up, the case in Georgia, where he's accused of racketeering in his efforts to upend the 2020 presidential election results in the state. Trump has officially pleaded not guilty, so that's four for four regarding all of his indictments. And he's also asked the judge to sever his case from the 18 other co-defendants under the guise that his team won't have enough time to appropriately prep for the case by October 23rd, which is when DA Fonnie Willis has asked for the trial to be set for. Of course, this is a move that if approved will allow Trump's team to delay proceedings. Right. And we all know that that is what they are after. Mm-hmm. While we're talking about the Georgia case, there have also been talks about Republicans who are trying to investigate D.A. Willis's decision to bring this case to trial in the first place. What is the latest on that little endeavor? Yeah, so Republican Governor Kemp actually addressed this in a press conference yesterday, saying that he will not be calling for a special session to investigate her. Let's take a listen. We are now seeing what happens when prosecutors move forward with highly charged indictments and trials in the middle of an election. Simply put, it sows distrust and provides easy pickings for those who see the district attorney's action as guided by politics. But let me be clear. We have a law in the state of Georgia that clearly outlines the legal steps that can be taken if constituents believe their local prosecutors are violating their oath 
by engaging in unethical or illegal behavior. Up to this point, I have not seen any evidence that D.A. Willis's actions or lack thereof warrant action by the Prosecuting Attorney Oversight Commission, but that will ultimately be a decision that the Commission will make. Regardless, in my mind, a special session of the General Assembly to end run around this law is not feasible and may ultimately prove to be unconstitutional. So he's basically saying that even though he feels like Fani's decision is politically motivated, that she's not done anything illegal or unethical. So, you know, maybe people will now just let this black woman do her job. You know, probably not. But I feel <laughs> right. like when you have Brian come putting it like that, you got to know that there's really, really no legs to stand on there. Mm-hmm. But anyways, there is also some news about how we'll be able to follow this case. What do we know? Yeah, so if you are interested in watching how this case unfolds, you may be happy to know that it will be broadcast live and in color on the YouTubes, okay? So, you know, I guess we have that to look forward to. I, for one, certainly will not be watching that whole thing, but I will be watching the highlights. So (laughs) I'm glad that we will have video evidence of it rather than just articles to rely on because sometimes that gets a little tedious to follow, but Mm -hmm. a video, that is forever. But anyways, the last update from Trump world has to do with the case that he faces in New York State. Fill us in. What's going on there? Yeah, so that's the case brought by Attorney General Letitia James that accuses him of financial fraud. He has asked the judge there to dismiss the case due to a recent appellate court decision that they believe narrows the scope of the case. Now, this gets a little technical, but basically his team says that Letitia's allegation that Trump, his business, and members of his family family fraudulently boosted their net worth by between $812 million and $2.2 billion each year over the course of a decade that they can't be tried because this appellate court has now placed limits on which loans in question can actually be considered by a court because he got them too long ago. So they're trying to do everything that they can to basically, again, delay, 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 or at least get it thrown out. Of course, we don't yet know how the judge will rule on this, but this definitely could take a bit of the wind out of this case if the judge does buy it. All right. A lot of updates there. Feel like you might be eligible for hazard pay with that one, (laughs) Trey Bell, but thank you so much for filling us in. But now, switching gears for a little update from everybody's least favorite Supreme Court justice. That is right. Justice Clarence Thomas, he officially disclosed yesterday that Republican megadonor Harlan Crow footed the bill for his private jet trips in 2022 to both attend a speech in Texas and to vacation at Crow's home in the Adirondacks. These disclosures came as part of the annual reports that the justices were expected to submit in May of this year. Thomas requested an extension, so he is submitting his 90 days after the fact, which was yesterday. With this disclosure, he also included a statement, a move that is pretty unusual, that actually defended his travel with Crow. Interesting. Okay, we're going to get to that statement in a moment. But can you refresh our memories really quickly about the allegations against Thomas at this particular moment? Yes. So a series of reporting by ProPublica this year detailed that this man, Harlan Crow, treated Justice Thomas to several luxury vacations and trips on his private jet and super yacht. He also bought Clarence Thomas's mother's home in Savannah, Georgia, and covered a portion of Thomas's great nephew's private school tuition none of which at all had been disclosed at any point by Clarence Thomas. 
The justice received similar kinds of perks from other wealthy people, but the ones involving Crow seem to be the most extensive and have garnered the most attention. All of this drummed up intense scrutiny and criticism, both of Justice Thomas and his colleague, Justice Samuel Alito, who has also been accused of accepting similar things, and of the court in general, because of the fact that these justices aren't actually bound by official ethics rules or subject to any punishment for not disclosing this information. And in light of this reporting, that's something that many people think needs to change. I might be in that number because certainly, this is certainly. absurd that there are no checks and balances, right, for this type of behavior. I know for all the raving about the checks and balances we do have, very little going on right here. Right, <laughs> right. Okay, so going back to this report that Thomas disclosed yesterday, you said that he included a statement. What did he have to say? He said of his decision to fly on Crow's private jet that he was advised to avoid commercial travel after the leak of the Dobbs decision, which got rid of the constitutional right to an abortion. Mm. I understand why he would think that he is hated by the American public. I think that's probably pretty <laughs> accurate. He also admitted that he, quote, inadvertently omitted other information in past reports, including a life insurance policy for his conservative activist wife, Jenny Thomas, as well as a bank account that was valued at under $70,000 in 2018. He tried to defend himself over these glaring omissions, along with, you know, all the other trips and perks over the years, saying that he, quote, adhered to the then existing judicial regulations as his colleagues had done, both in practice and in consultation with the judicial conference. But something is telling me that he probably wasn't consulting with RBG and company right. about whether or not he should go <laughs> on these luxury trips or have this political mega donor with a supervillain name buy his mother a house and uh, not report any of it. I don't think that's what people on the other side of the aisle or ideologically speaking are doing exactly. Mm -hmm. Just a little thought I had. Obviously, we will continue to follow this story, but that is the latest for now. We'll be back after some ads. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S., with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, and that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. 
They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach and Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. doesn't have to be holiday specific you get flowers you're getting flowers <laughs> everyone's getting flowers <laughs> go to books.com and use promo code wad for 25 percent off that is b-o-u-q-s.com promo code wad books promo code wad let's get to some headlines headlines At least 74 people have died and more than 50 are injured after a fire broke out in a five-story building in Johannesburg, South Africa. The fire broke out at around 1 a.m. on Thursday morning in the heart of Johannesburg's central business district, and it took three hours to contain. An estimated 200 people were living in the building, which local authorities referred to as hijacked. Those are buildings that have been abandoned by landlords and taken over by gangs or other groups. These spaces are often then leased out to migrants or residents who don't have the means to afford other forms of housing. However, that means that these buildings tend to be more informal settlements and don't always meet basic safety requirements. After responding to the fire, rescue crews described shacks and other structures hung up in the rooms of the building and many people crammed into singular rooms. This likely made it more difficult for people to escape. Officials are still looking into the cause of the blaze. After more than three years, the student loan payment freeze is coming to an end. Boo! Tomato, tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato, throwing tomatoes. (laughs) Starting today, federal student loans will once again start accruing interest. And unless you refinanced, you can expect those interest rates to bounce back to the same rate they were before the pandemic. Monthly payments, however, won't be due for another month starting in October. But you can expect to receive that bill at least 21 days beforehand. Of course, a lot has changed in the course of three years from finances to circumstances and beyond. And thankfully, there is some cushion in the first year after payments start up. The Biden administration is providing what's called a, quote, on-ramp period to help borrowers get back into the swing of making payments. During this period, you won't be penalized if you miss a payment, and you also won't be referred to debt collection agencies considered delinquent or placed in default. The on-ramp period starts October 1st and continues through September of next year. The Biden administration also launched a more affordable income-driven repayment plan this summer. It's called SAVE, and it adjusts your monthly payment based on your income and family size. Processing an application for the program can take about four weeks, so if you're interested in enrolling, it might be a good idea to start looking into it right now. Now for some legislative news out of Texas. We'll start with the bad first. Starting today, trans youth in the state will no longer be able to receive gender-affirming care. That is because the Texas Supreme Court has allowed SB 14 to go into effect. The law prohibits trans kids from receiving puberty blockers, hormone therapy, or transition surgeries, surgeries that experts say are rarely ever performed on minors in the first place. It also forces trans kids who are already receiving treatment 
to detransition, which is just a devastating thing mm-hmm. to have to go through mm-hmm. mentally, physically for Absolutely. these children. It's really bad. A state judge temporarily blocked the measure last week after deeming it unconstitutional, but the all-Republican high court lifted the injunction with no explanation. The good news is that a state judge blocked the so-called Death Star bill that was slated to go into effect today. That Republican-backed proposal would have barred local governments from enacting progressive policies that go against state law. But a judge struck it down because the law conflicts with a provision in Texas's state constitution that allows cities to enact their own policies. State officials have already appealed Thursday's ruling, but for now, blue cities and counties are free to do what they want. Biden is saying, show me the money to those people in the Capitol. The White House is pushing Congress to pass a short-term spending bill that would help avoid a partial shutdown and keep the government funded. As of now, that money is set to run out at the end of September. The pressure has been building for months for lawmakers to pass a bill that would fund the government for the 2024 fiscal year. But both parties are vastly opposed on the specifics of that bill, especially House Republicans who are demanding spending cuts so large that Biden Biden and the Democrats refuse to accept them. That's why Biden is asking for what's called a continuing resolution, a smaller bill that would buy Congress time to come to more of an agreement. When Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell was asked about the ongoing appropriations process on Wednesday, yes, the same press conference that he froze at, he said this. Honestly, it's it's a pretty big mess. Uh... (laughs) It's a mess of you all's own making. Right, why is everyone laughing? (laughs) Right. I don't get it. (laughs) Color me confused. Anyways, finally, we have some good news for all of you Swifties out there. If you missed out on the Taylor Swift Eras Tour during its North American run, there is still hope for you to experience it without emptying your entire bank account. The singer-songwriter announced yesterday that a concert film of the Billion Dollar Tour is coming to a movie theater near you this October. The movie, titled Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, will play on the big screen at AMC theaters nationwide for a limited time in the fall. And Swift said, quote, Eras attire, friendship bracelets, singing and dancing are encouraged. The announcement comes amid high demand for Swift's worldwide tour. Ticket sales are expected to total up to $1.4 billion or more by the end of next year when the tour is set to end. And you will remember that Ticketmaster's website literally imploded last year because of how much traffic it got during just the pre-sale. Tickets for the Eras Tour movie are now on sale for the same price as a normal movie ticket. Already got my ticket. Cannot wait. The film will debut in theaters on October 13th in the US, Canada, and Mexico. See you there, Swifties. Why not? Why not relive it? I love that you and all of the other Swifties out there (laughs) will have this to recharge you. Yeah. I'm so glad for you all. Yeah, Trivial is (laughs) honestly just glad that we're off the streets for a few weekends in October. Absolutely. The streets have been cleaned up of the Swifties. I think those movie theaters will be a lovely place. It'll be a fun time. And sometimes it's a long show. It'll be nice to sit down, I feel like. (laughs) And those are the headlines. 
Two more things before we go. Ever catch yourself staring at the office clock, convinced it's in a time war with your motivation? Then Work Appropriate is the podcast for you. On this week's episode, host Anne Helen Peterson is joined by pep talker extraordinaire Josh Gondelman to talk about ways to get unstuck at work. Listen to this episode and more only on Work Appropriate, wherever you get your podcasts. And last thing, we are taking a break for Labor Day. Shout out to our unionized family out there. Mm -hmm. Thank you all for what you do. We will have a new episode for you all out on Tuesday, September 5th. So we will see you then. That is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, have a great Labor Day weekend and tell your friends to listen. And if you are into reading and not just a statement defending billionaires who pay for your vacations like me, What A Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. I'm Trayvill Anderson. And, and fund, fund our, our Labor, Labor Day, Day weekend, weekend Harlan. Harlan. I'd like a paid vacation. Absolutely. I'd love to go to the Adirondacks. <laughs> I don't really feel the need to hang out with him there. Oh, no. But I think it'd be fun if we went. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> He's not invited, to be clear. No, but he can foot no. the bill. We just want the jet and the mountain house. Thank you so much. <laughs> What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Our show's producers, Itzy Quintanilla, Raven Yamamoto, and Natalie Bettendorf are our associate producers. And our senior producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. 